Hello and welcome to the Snap Foo Podcast. My name is Jay Wang, aka Justin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kaima, aka Ken. Kaima, how are you doing today? Uh pretty good, Justin. Uh hey Justin, what is the Phoenix Force's favorite type of clothing? <laughs> Something fiery, but I can't think of the meme or the wordplay here. Jeans. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was completely like off the wrong like course on that. Like that's a good one. If you're new here, SnapFu is a podcast about Marvel Snap, the 2022 mobile game of the year, and most recently the 2023 Apple Design Innovation Award winner. It's the game we all love to play, watch, and have engaging discussions around, and that's why Kaima and I are here today we dive into all things related to marvel snap now before we begin please remember to give us a like and subscribe a rate and review but most importantly to just sit back and enjoy the show now we before diving into the the content the usual um content we i want to we want to begin this episode by Expressing our gratitude and our thanks for everyone to continuing to support us and tuning in each week, listening, and as well as sharing the responses and feedback. Um, your your engagement with us it means a lot, and we appreciate the time and effort that you invest to to listen and and give us the the responses. But we also want to take this opportunity to apologize for the most recent episode where we fell short of our usual standards and and professionalism and preparedness we acknowledge the mistakes that we made last week and we understand that it might have been a bit of a letdown for our audience members and this was specifically um, me not knowing how to sort in the game by the art quality which is the, the, the color of the borders and also not uh knowing how the collection track like the upgrading of the card path and the costs and whatnot worked so we regret any disappointment this may have caused and but by continuing to provide feedback is is really invaluable to us we encourage you to share your thoughts and suggestions and concerns and we hope that we can make amends to slowly regain your trust again back um we promise to diligently address any shortcomings and and strive to continue to to bring the best content we can to you possible yeah like sorry about that but like we appreciate the feedback though like so anytime like we say something that is wrong or you know that's not correct like please let you know hit us up on our social media let us know in the show notes or comments and uh yeah we're happy to read them and make any adjustments along the way Yeah, so with the socials, why don't you kind of let the people know where they can find us on social? Yeah, so it's been brought up that we actually don't uh, promote ourselves very well on our social media. Uh, but we are at Marvel Snafu, all one word. Uh, that is our handle on Twitter, on YouTube. And as of today, I started a uh, account on Threads, which is the new, I guess, Twitter rival by Meta. So across all those social platforms, Twitter, YouTube, and now Threads, it is Marvel Snap Foo, all one word. 
It's the anti-Twitter, but it wants to be Twitter. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. So I, I posted something earlier today on my named account. I'll make sure to retweet it or repost it. Not tweet. I can't say tweet. Rethread it. Retweet <laughs> it on the uh, previously mentioned accounts. And also coming up, I, I still have the um, spotlight cache. Um, post I want to make. I'm I'm trying to hold out until more details are released, and and um, yeah, make sure to give a follow on there, and and we'll of course put the podcast uh releases on there as well. Yep. Awesome. So we have a new season. We closed out the old season. Right. I I didn't make Infinity Border rank. Neither did I. <laughs> I tried twice, ran out of time. I had two more tickets. I I was playing semi meme deck, try to do it, and it's a deck called the Moneyball deck. Okay. Um. Three. Here, I'm just I'm already talking about it. So this deck is really fun. It's I'm gonna have to give a proper shout out. I saw it on Twitter. By a user named Bangers, I think the name is. Hold on, I gotta. So, like, yeah, Bangers, B A N J E R S. So, the premise of the deck is to use the cards that have. A, a very good um, energy to power ratio, meaning, uh, but but they have a good ratio is because they have there's a downside effect to that card. So with the cards like Titania, who's a one five, right. Maximus, who's a three seven, Atuma and Sentry, who are four tens. Use uh, like you're getting good value for your money spent, which is the Moneyball story of. <laughs> um, Oakland Athletics, for baseball fans that are listening. And you minimize, reduce the downside of these cards by combining them with your, um, how you call it, your tech cards, like um, Cosmo, Invisible Woman, Armor, and uh, Zero. Okay. So by doing the combination of this, and there's a ghost spider and venom there to sort of do, move around the cards a bit. You can trick a lot of... I've, you, it's good for conquests. It gets into a lot of mind games and people don't expect this deck. But the problem, the challenge with this deck is that it can, at best, it can put like low 20s into two lanes. Right. At best. And you have to... That's your, yeah, you, if you can't... There are other decks that can just go bigger than you. Like high evo, and it's right. It has problems against high evo <laughs> lockdown decks because you need to have flexibility on movement and tricking your opponent to commit to one lane, and then you bail with the other two. But it's a fun deck. It takes more a little more thinking, and I've been using Invisible Woman because of this deck. I've been using Invisible Woman a bit more, so I know, I know about the nuancey, like how the game considers play order of um of when the cards behind her reveal right 
and interactions with like say ghost spider and invisible woman or venom like for example you you if you play venom behind invisible woman yeah venom i thought you could like after the game has ended ghost spider could somehow still pull the venom oh okay but it because because ghost spider flipped when the game was still like active not over right there's no way for that to happen but at, you could do the other way around where you could put ghost spider behind invisible woman and she, she ghost spider has to be the immediate like the second card after like the card immediately after invisible woman right and then she can pull a card into the lane after the game has ended. Oh, okay. Into Invisible Woman's lane, so she it can. Because the lot it will see. It will see the last card played as, um, whatever you ended your turn six with. I see. But you can't do say you can't do Invisible Woman in the first spot, and say, whatever, uh, Ebony Maw in the second spot, and then Gwen in the third spot. Because Gwen will see Ebony Ma as the last card played, right? And then there's no pull. There's no pulling into the location because he's already there. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like using her to hide other cards or keep your other cards safe is is like, yeah, like. I use Invisible Woman a lot. Well, at least on ladder because I do Invisible Woman, Modok, Hella. Or some combination of that. So yeah. there's different nuances. Like when Dark Dimension was a thing where cards don't reveal in that location. Um, it's the order played. So like even if you play either Invisible Woman or Dark Dimension, whatever order you play them in, that's the order they'll flip. So if you play like turn two or turn three, you play something in Invisible Woman, turn four you play something in Dark Dimension, and then go back to Invisible Woman, it'll go Invisible Woman, Dark Dimension, and then back to Invisible Woman. Oh, you mean at the end of the game? Yeah, at the end of the game. So when they reveal, if if you have a Dark Dimension, oh. like the order you play it in is the order they'll flip up, not just like where Invisible Woman is. I did not know that. That's so one thing. it will go back and forth between the two locations at the end of the game. That's what yeah. you're saying. And I the see. the other thing is, if you play, um, like Invisible Woman on Dark Dimension. Or, or no, sorry, rickety bridge. Okay, it doesn't count. It doesn't protect. Yeah, it doesn't count as because it's at the end of the game, not the end of the turn, right? So your cards will stay there if you play it at the end. Wait, what turn are you playing? Turn like you you have to play them turn six, right? If you play, you have to play invisible woman on turn. Okay, so you save her until the turn six. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, and then okay. you can play in rickety bridge. Oh, that's tricky. Yeah, that's another thing. There's a lot of like tricks with Invisible Woman, which uh, I think is interesting. Yeah, very like location specific, and you gain that knowledge by just getting those reps in. <laughs> yeah, playing Invisible Woman like over and over again. Yeah. Anyways, that's that was a little bit of a tangent. I was trying to use that deck to get my Infinity Border, and I couldn't. It was doing good in like gold and silver, but not in infinite, at least for me. Yeah. And then I felt I just ran out of time and I couldn't um It is it is grindy. The games in. For sure. 
Like, if you don't have a horde of infinity tickets trying to grind back up, like, to get that infinity ticket, takes a lot of time. But did you manage to, like, get everything in the shop with all your medals? Yeah, so I was lucky in that sense that I waited until the last week to actually start playing Conquest, when that's when all the shop, all the rewards got boosted. Okay. So I didn't have to play that much to get the necessary medals needed to make like whatever it was the nine transactions yeah um get that feminized green goblin get the variants um and then yeah optimized tried i didn't let too many metals go to waste at the end i think i had like a hundred less than a hundred left so yeah i'm right now i'm i'm probably going to do the same again maybe they'll Week. I know that now at the beginning of this season for Conquest, the they've tweaked again. The um, yeah, the cost for the medals. cost to enter, right? Is it? And then the um, no, the costs. So the the shop is more. It takes more metals to buy things in the shop. They've increased that, right. but at the same time, this month is a five week Conquest week a month, as opposed to like a four week Conquest month last season yes so maybe that's why and plus like i think they realized that people had so many medals like at the end of the conquest i had so many medals i didn't know what to do with i've already bought anything i was just buying like random boosters yeah but at least just to try to get something out of it you it's you're spending yeah no i'm hoping that they do the same as last season where towards the end they'll start ramping up <laughs> awesome. and then i can get all the games and then get enough to to uh, max out my what I can, what I can buy. Yeah, like that being said, I I enjoy it way more than ladder. Like just even just if I'm not winning, like I was playing this random deck with uh, Agent Coulson and uh, Nick Fury and just getting random cards of Collector and stuff like that, and that was a lot more fun playing it out with one person like over several rounds. Because, mm-hmm. like, you never know what you're going to get. As opposed to, like, Ladder, where I'm forcing myself to, like, play, like, an overpowered deck just to, like, surprise somebody. Right? And ramping up those cards. I think, like, it's more chess-like playing, playing Conquest. Because, like, now you know what they have. Uh, and, like, you got to guess, like, are they gonna play their card here, their card there, and stuff like that. So I find that more fun than Ladder. So it's, I felt that too. Yeah. Well, especially with when you do Invisible Woman, and then they start knowing what your cards are, so they th- guess and think what you're hiding. Yeah, they hide something else, and then I hide something else, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, then I can just move for the like. Yeah, that part of it, I like. I agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I went as far as Infinite three, and then I failed that, and then my next Infinite I lost in the first round. So that's as far as I got. Do you think for this season you're still going to, so as of right now, you're playing that over ladder right now? Yeah, like... But you'll I, try to go for both by the end? So I was trying to, like, get my 500 gold at 90 to get the token Tuesdays because I was short gold. Yes. Um, But I couldn't. I made 85, and I was ran out of time. So now I've just been playing, like, a healthy balance of ladder and conquest but i've been playing my conquest deck in ladder just because it's just so much fun to play random cards and stuff okay so 
fun, but it doesn't get you to no. 90. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Unfortunately. But it is way more fun, though. Like, I don't even yeah, want to. That's why I feel this Moneyball deck, too. It's it's fun, but it yeah. can't, like, hold it down that well on ladders. Um, good as. Well, the, let's talk about the new card. The new, the new card for the season. Yes. We're gonna really quickly before the we get into the game game stuff, but game adjacent topics. The trailer for the game for oh, the yes. season. So we got Ben Brode doing his Sean Evans Hot Ones impersonation. I feel. Yeah. So Hot Ones, if you don't know, is that. YouTube show where the host eats the spicy chicken wings. Right. And they do interviews with the guest and as they get progressively further into interview, more a spicy list level of the chicken wing using the sauce is higher. Yeah. So that the, that's what this trailer instantly reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that's pretty good commitment to like do that. But it's it also ties in with what Ben Brode likes outside of gaming, which is he's a foodie and he has his blog and he goes around Orange County to find his favorite spots. Right. So he got to mix in a little bit of that. So it, it was good to see that side of it. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I don't know about, I don't, do you think it was acted out at the end when the guy was like, oh, oops, I told the chef not to put spicy in my food? So. Like, okay, so, I mean, like, stuff they do for TV. Okay, so, for those of you who don't know, like, I'm a chef by trade, right? So, I've done, like, like cooking shows, per se. So, I did something, like, along the lines of diners, drives, in and dives. Um, and we had the hosts, like, try some of our food. And one of them was, like, a spicy dish, right? And he cannot handle right. spice. So, he told us, like, do not put spice <laughs> in it because, like, I cannot handle it at all. So, we took it out. But because it's supposed to be on a spicy dish, when we ran the segment, he was like, oh, this is so spicy. No spice in it. So, you know. So he was pretending. Yeah, he was pretending. He's like, ooh, really spicy. But there was no spice in it at all. Sometimes, I don't know if this is the case. I'm just saying, like, what you see on, like, food TV is not exactly the case. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I don't know, like, how they did it here. But, yeah, that's reality TV for you. But he looks like he's sweating. <laughs> he looks like he's dying, though. And he's like, he can't even breathe during the what the clips, and he can't can't talk. Yeah. But I think Ben's food had the spice in it. <laughs> well, the other guy, he was saying he's Korean, so he doesn't he doesn't feel it. Yeah, I'm just sort of re-watching. Oh, there's like this look he makes on his face in one of the... I can't remember the dish. Yeah. Yeah, like, he has his collar shirt all undone and he's just like <laughs> drinking he's like chugging the milk. Yeah. Or or they sprayed him with like water. <laughs> Anyways, but that's I thought that was a different it was an interesting take than the usual like uh comic y cartoony style uh trailers, right, that we've had for other seasons past. Yeah, like I think even for so, like as a season update goes, like, this is pretty cool. Like, other, like, mobile games or other games in general, it's just, like, you're lucky if you get, like, a patch note or something. You know? Just, like, here, that's read true. this. That's what we get. But, you know, you get these cool videos and explaining everything. So, I thought that was neat. Yeah, so they, they explained 
obviously the the season's pass card in this okay. uh, trailer, and that's Phoenix Force. So yes. Phoenix Force is a five power, five cost, six power card that has an on reveal effect of revive one of your destroyed cards and merge with it. And that card can move each turn. So did you buy the season pass card this this month? I did. I did. Okay, and what have you seen or what do you like? So I, I bought it as well, but I'm curious to see. I mean, it's a little more difficult to use than the other season pass cards. Um, but I've been just trying to have fun with it. So what I've been doing is I've been playing Phoenix Force and Kitty Pride. So what I'll do is I'll ramp up Kitty Pride. And then on turn four, so Kitty Pride is a one cost zero power card who gets plus two when she returns to your hand at the end of each, each turn. So on turn four, I play uh, Killmonger. Or I play Kitty Pride and then Killmonger. But Killmonger destroys Kitty Pride. Okay. And then on turn five, I bring her back with Phoenix Force. So she gets whatever power she has plus six. Then she returns to your hand, gets another plus two, but she's only one cost. Right. So this actually keeps the cost of what Kitty Pride is. So now I have a one cost, 13 power, 14 power card that I can play again. And then I play Double Dinosaur. And because this is a new card, you get the extra caveat. Um, when you play Kitty Pride and Killmonger, people think like, oh, this guy's stupid. And they'll hit the snap button. And then you snap back. And you play Phoenix Force. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been like messing around with. Oh, so you are doing, you're taking advantage of the fact. So you're, you're not using the move aspect of the card. No, I don't. You're just simply taking the one cost big power. 114 is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> right? It's, she can be is. 14. So, she, yes, she can be eight if you get four on turn four. So, no, if you, uh, play her, she so will be you play her turn two, one. She's two, right? Two, four, six. Yeah. She doesn't come back to your hand on turn four because you destroyed you her. You blow her up, right? But then yeah. you merge her with Phoenix Force. She's now a 12. She comes back, it's 14. Because when Phoenix Force comes back, it's another plus oh, on two. five. Because you play on five. Okay, yeah. that's when she's okay. Yeah, so she'll come back. So you have this like one power twelve, one cost twelve power card. Plus you play Devil Dinosaur, or if you want, you can play Red Skull or something like that. And so you have these two power cards you can play at the end. Um, so that's what I've been messing around with. So yes, yeah, so when people see me play Kitty Pride and Killmonger, they're like, "Uh, is this a bot? Snap!" And then I'll just bamboozle them. The Phoenix Force combo. Um, the other thing that it's pretty most, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah just been ignoring like the the move aspect. Um, but the obvious synergy is with Human Torch, who gets double the power when you move them. So another trick yeah. is to blow up Human Torch, bring him back with Phoenix Force, and then move him. So he'll get double the power, and hopefully you have moved him before that before you blow him up. Yeah, I've got. Um, oh, it was like seventy-two or so. It was some really <laughs> high number. Someone did like they moved them twice on the same turn, and then did like Arnim Zola or something like or or Taskmaster. Yeah, I think I like a really high power card. Yeah, the the trick of Phoenix Force being a five cost is you have to blow up something before turn five. Four. Hopefully, turn five so you can or, sorry, move yeah. them. Yeah. 
So, like, how many big cards can you actually blow up and bring back with five, right? It's kind of tricky that way. It is. That's. I was trying to figure out a way um, to get to use Negasonic to blow up a Tuma or some big value well, card. That that's the other thing I was trying out. Patuma, you don't you he can blow up himself, right? Yeah, but Otuma sucks because you you have to hide him behind like zero or thing of armor. Yeah, that's the thing but, with but, merging though, because like when Phoenix Force brings him back, you still cannot move that to a location with other cards because Phoenix Force will blow itself up. Right. So like armor would have to be on the board. Yeah, or you move too him many. It's too many like prerequisites, but then makes it funky. And then it's. Because if you use Negasonic, it could be a 50 50. Because yeah. Negasonic will count as being destroyed. And you don't want to revive as Negasonic because you'll just get destroyed again, anyways. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, playing. Yeah, a I was trying to think up like a grew up away, but it was hard for me to, to find something. Yeah, but playing a Tuma alone in like a lane is not bad. But I mean, they for, just know what your upper end is. You're basically spending, what, nine uh, costs to play a. 16 power 16. card so then you might as well just play orca right like why not just play orca then because you have to play him by himself anyways right if that's the case or you Wait, hide that, him behind might, that might not be a bad bad strategy that's just like what your your strategy you purposely play a tuma in a lane yeah where you already had cards and then it makes them think like this guy doesn't know what they don't yeah. know what, this guy doesn't know what he's doing yeah, and you bring him back. And then on turn five or turn turn six, you play him in a lane that has armor, or you play him behind invisible. No, you can't do invisible woman. No, you actually, play him. No, you could. You, you could. Can put yeah, him, you. You can put him behind invisible woman. <laughs> if you play a Tuma, turn five, a Tuma would have to be the last card played in the game, and then Phoenix Force would have to be the first card flipped by invisible for this to work. Yeah, so she'll bring him back. No, not for. No, no, no. The order doesn't matter because as long as Atuma was the only card destroyed the whole game for you. Yeah, so you don't play any other destroy cards. So with yeah. this card, you don't want to play like random destroy because you don't know what you're getting, right? So you want to play that one card that you're destroying. Yeah, so to like, control the odds. Yeah, by playing Atuma... Right, because then Yondu, Yondu could mess you up too if, they, if your opponent plays Yondu. Yeah. That's the problem I was... So, what, what problem did I get? Yeah, I got that problem where um, Yondu would destroy a card and I bring that back randomly. The other one is um, that, that location where it fills up with rocks and then you skip a oh, turn. Oh, that counts as destroyed again? Yeah, those are destroyed. So oh, that sucks. You bring back rocks sometimes. That sucks. So that's four right there. That's four random rocks that you might get yeah. back. So that's so you possible. You just if you so those are the that's the thing. If you see those locations, you just have to leave. Like you don't bother staying in, or don't play Phoenix Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing I tried, yeah, was Wolverine. Okay. Because I thought when Wolverine is destroyed, so he comes back, right? So it's like the oh. if you were treating it as a physical card game, right. Wolverine would go into like the discard pile and then you pick him up again from the discard pile and he'd be face up on the board. But it doesn't work that way. Because Phoenix Force, I thought it would give a second Wolverine on the board. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, like Phoenix Force goes look in the discard pile, nothing's there. Wolverine's not there because Wolverine's already face up on the board with plus two power. Right. Uh, so Phoenix Force doesn't work with Wolverine. 
Um, the other thing I was trying was Ebony Maw, who's a 1 7. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you blow him up with Killmonger. So, you, so basically, Ebony Maw is a 1 7, and you can't play any cards after him. But if you blow him up, you free that lane up, right? And then you can bring him back with Phoenix Force at a different time and lock up that lane. And you can also. So be, yeah, you can't really move it because the game will count that location is unplayable. Oh, Still, even after you move him? Yeah, so I, I, I had that problem. Because oh. I moved him, I want to play Double Dinosaur. Like, why wouldn't it let me? Because Ebony Maw was there previously. So even if you move him, it, it still counts as you cannot play in that location. So, but I mean, as an end game, like 513, you can do that. But I just find Kitty Pride is the most fun thing to do. Because I like, you know, this big 12 card coming back into my hand. I find that works the best for me anyways yeah that's not that's not bad to the um when you compare with multiple man so i've been playing a deck that has shuri so the ideal line is say multiple man turn two right sure or not sure uh venom turn three or carnage you just you destroy him right Shuri, turn four. Phoenix Force, turn five. Okay. So then now Phoenix, the math is that Phoenix Force gets the doubling. So from six goes to 12. Okay. And then the three from Multiple Man gets added on. So now it's a 15. fifteen. And then you move. Yeah. Now you get a copy. Right. And then you either, after you move Phoenix Force, the the uh, the Phoenix Force version of Multiple Man, you do like a Heimdall or Arnim Zola. Okay, so you just have or, all these... Or Ghost Spider. Then it's just a whole bunch of 15s get copied. <laughs> uh, in the video, they showed... Uh... But the base is just 15. So like Kitty Pride being 13 is pretty close to that. In the video, they show like the ultimate combo, which is you play Human Torch... Turn one or two, blow him up. Turn three, you kill monger. Turn four, you play Shuri. Turn five, you play Phoenix Force. Turn six, you move Phoenix Force. Right. So Phoenix Force. Yeah. So then you got one really big card. Yeah. As opposed to many, yeah, a bit smaller cards. Yeah. But it's a, it's a lot of cards in a specific combination. So I think that particular combo is cool for like memes and stuff, but competitively, it's hard to get out. Yeah, you need a win con- more than one win condition for sure. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> I just like the Kitty Pride one because sometimes they blow up the card for me. Like, they have a Killmonger in their pocket. And then I don't I have, like, an extra turn. So I play Kitty Pride, and I'm like, oh, I play Killmonger. I Kitty Pride. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. I play Phoenix Force. Yeah. So when they do that, they'll just get revived. You'll get revived at a lower power. Yeah, obviously. That- um, yeah, but then, like, no, it'd be, the, it'd be the same. It's just that turn four, I don't have to blow up myself. I like, sure already died. Oh, yeah, it'll be, like, one, one okay, turn sorry, lower. Yeah, okay. But, you know, either way, I find, for me, that's the best combination I've found. So, yeah, the, the trick is, like, blowing up a card before turn five. That's the trick. You're. It's hard. What's the highest power you can get? A, right, either. a card that's worth bringing back. That's yeah. the key. <laughs> and there's not many. Yeah. So like, 
10, I think, is the uh, highest natural card. So you have like Typhoid Mary or Tuma. Uh, but if you can ramp up your cards, for instance, Kitty Pride, I think that's a better way, in my opinion. So or it's something a, that you can on-reveal, take advantage of a second on-reveal of that card. Yeah. Um, it's an okay card, but like, it requires a lot of thinking beforehand and planning and if and or not and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's like overtly like super powerful, but it has its place. It's not like Snowguard, which coincidentally yes. <laughs> I opened up while trying to get my token Tuesdays. I got a Snowguard in one of my chests. So, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so now you can do a, you can revive Snowguard. And wipe out a location. <laughs> yeah. Or what maybe we'll revive as the bear or the the whatever the other animal. Yeah, how would that, animal how is. would that work? I should figure that out. Like does it revive as what it was or does it become base snow guard so. again? I would assume no, I it think... becomes base snow guard. We'll have to we'll have to figure that not out. Not after it gets destroyed. It's, it's not it's never face up on if you play the card, my well, I mean I'm not a snow guard expert. I don't have snow guard. <laughs> But from what I remember in the videos, like it's base card when it gets like randomly generated or when it's, mm. um, what was the other one? If it gets randomly generated on the board or, you or steal in your it. hand, right? And then it will cycle in your hand, and then when it, once it's played, if it's ever played by itself, like your hand, Washana. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's. That's added to the board. When it's added to the board, like not played from your hand, it could be a base card. But when it's played explicitly from your hand, that's yeah. when it has to be like bear or hawk or whatever the animals animals are. Okay. You let us know because maybe you can do two use bears. Two, you can do two bears in the same game. Uh you you'll that'll be the new combo. Okay. No one has no one has tried. I'll bite the bullet. I'll I'll test out Snowguard Phoenix Force. And I'll make a video of it, and I'll put it on threads. So, that's the card in a nutshell. So, congratulations on opening Snowguard. I'm <laughs> hoping to never open Snowguard and waste a chest or a token for potentially a, a different card. Yeah, like, can I pay credits to put Snowguard back into the, 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 the draw pile? Because... I don't want it. <laughs> really. Unless they have some sort of magic rework for this card. I don't know. Just a meme card. And even a bad one. Yeah, bad. Good, good point. Maybe. So the bear, trigger the effect of this location. Sorry, I was trying to find the on reveal. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's an expert in... Well, I guess there's there's got to be somebody who's an expert in Snowguard, right? But, yeah. Maybe Snowguard has synergy with um, a future card this month. Okay, so speaking of future cards, those were also announced, obviously. And not only the order of which... Um, these cards are going to be um, released, but 
which series yes they're going to come out as so again we have um three cards two cards of series five or three if you include phoenix force and then the last two cards of the month will be series four right so the first card which will be coming out next um monday is series five gene gray who's a three three and has ongoing text that reads players must play their first card here each turn if possible yeah i this card i really want so i think it has like good um disruption in a game yeah i'm not surprised they released her as a series five six thousand collector token card yeah or potentially free if you get, have enough spotlight caches. <laughs> yeah, spotlight caches. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you can really mess... Because you, you can build a deck around this uh, knowing that, like, this stipulation exists, right? You can put, like, yes. your zero-cost cards. You can put your kitty prize in there. Like, you have to have a specific deck to combat Jean Grey. Because by forcing you to play, like, all your cards in one location... Like or you, you fill it up and then you move her. Yeah, you could. And then you screw up your opponent <laughs> in two locations. Yeah, you could do that. So it, it's interesting to note that, like, if it's possible, you have to play here. But if the lane is full, you can play somewhere else. And I'm assuming that if you lock it down, you can play somewhere else. Like, if you play Jean Grey and Storm, I think you can play somewhere else. That's how I'm reading this text. Because it wouldn't be fair for you to play Jean Grey and then Storm and then the game's over, right? Well, they would... If you play Storm after Jean Grey, they would have to for sure play their next turn first card in the Storm lane. Right. And then but you, then after that turn... Yeah, you can play yeah, it. That, that effect, this effect is, is like not applicable. Yeah. So... If, yeah, I would if I was building this deck, I would play like Jean Grey, and then I put like Wasp, Yellow Jacket, or no, I just thought. Sorry, right, yeah. so going back to that storm. So now, say it's like turn six, so the storm <laughs> yeah. lane is is locked now, right? But Jean Grey's sitting there, yeah. Uh, and then your opponent wants to play Jeff. Yes. So does Jeff go anywhere, or Jeff. does Jeff follow Jean Grey? No, Jeff can go yeah. anywhere. Okay, sorry. Jeff is Jeff. So you would put Jeff in your deck also, right? Jeff is the anti Jean Grey. Yeah, Jeff doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff is Jeff. Um, so I think this is a very, very powerful card. It has the potential of messing up like your entire hand if you're not prepared for it. Like even playing this, let's say you play this on turn five, right? And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I was going to play my big card in this right lane that I left. Oh, empty. man. Playing it on turn five and then <laughs> moving it with Ghost Spider on turn six. Uh, if you move really it, scrub. you still have to play in that location, though. Right? It's in the a, new one or the old one? The old one. It's still the Ebony Ma situation because you're, you're moving it on turn six. Yeah. But you still have to play where she was. No, okay, sorry. So turn f four and five then, sorry. Because you want to screw them up on the last two. Turns. Yeah, so if you move her, like, the, the turn you play, you have to play where she was. And then since you moved her, now you have to play where she is. So 
some messing around going with that. You can move her a cloak too, right? Oh no, sorry, that's not gonna work. Like you could I can't, can't move her with Ghost Spider because you're forced to play the first card in the same lane. Yeah, you can move her a cloak though. Yes. Right? You can do like uh a wasp cloak and then move her. But you could potentially force an opponent to fill up their lane and like, okay, I can finally play somewhere else. Then you just move her. And then they're forced to play in another unfavorable location. So this, I think this has potential like to be disruptive anytime you play her. But I think turn five would be very disruptive. Um, another thing you could do is you could play Cosmo and her together. To screw up the opponent even more. Yeah, like they're, they're forced to play like there, and if they have on reveals, they're not going to go off. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah, I want this card. I think. I can... All right, we'll have. We're both going to have her next week. Yep. We'll have our thoughts on the pod. Let's keep going for the next Series 5 card, which yes. is Echo. And Echo has a natural ability that reads, after your opponent plays an ongoing card here, remove its abilities. So we had a bit of a back and forth on this. Yes. Uh, um, like more than, a, probably a month ago now at this point. I think so. And I believe you were correct in your understanding or reading of the card. And we, I had to rewatch the trailer like on slow-mo because it was very subtle. Um, but in the trailer, uh, the player had done like um, Echo was already face up, and there was like a Shiri in that lane on their on their side, and the opponent played a Cosmo into the same lane as Echo, and then Echo did the animation of like the palm print to stop Cosmo. <laughs> Talk to the hand, right. Now, so. you would ask yourself, why would somebody, knowing that Echo was face-up, why would you play a Cosmo in that lane, knowing that Echo would just turn off the Cosmo? That's another question to be left to be answered. Yeah, that's kind of silly, right? Unless, right. like, unless you can guess that they're going to play Cosmo there, and then you play Echo after, right? Oh, yeah, yeah so the, Echo. This video yeah, clip Echo was first. very short. Like, yeah. That could have happened where... They, it was both played on the same turn face down, but yeah. Echo flipped with because priority got flipped up first. Yeah. That could have happened in this clip, but it was very, again, very short cut, so it couldn't, the full story wasn't there. So I want this card for my Invisible Woman Modoc Hello combo because that often gets stopped by Cosmo. Um, but if this card works the way it does, we were talking about this before the pod. So I would have to play Echo first to like prevent any Cosmo from going down that lane, then play Invisible Woman, then play Modoc, then play Hella. So that protects yeah, in that. that order. Yeah. Yes. Because so like what are you playing turn one anyways in that deck? That you could probably cut what do you cut? You cut Blade? Or no, no, you're not playing Blade. You're no, I play nothing. <laughs> yeah. I only have big cards. Yeah. Right, so you'd have to cut one of the big cards, maybe, for her. Um, so right now I have... Yeah, who would I cut? I have High Evil and Hulk. Maybe I might, I might just cut Morbius, maybe. Oh, really? Maybe. 
I don't know. But don't you need them for Modoc? Like it's one lane, Morbius one lane. Yeah, sometimes. Dracula. Sometimes, but like sometimes, like he'll just come up in my hand, and then Dracula will cut Morbius for zero power. Um. So I think of all the cards that I put. So either I get rid of a big card, which yeah. I'm reluctant to do because that's like the main card. <laughs> yeah. Or I but get for, well, I mean, having this card guarantees not guarantees it. Cosmo is not a problem for you anymore. Yeah. So I think I would switch out Morbius for Echo. Um, but you know, I'll play around with it. See what the best combination is. So does that mean you're gonna you're planning on getting both of these cards then? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I have enough collector tokens for both but because they're so valuable i kind of don't want to use my collector tokens yeah so we'll talk about later later in the pod how to maybe we can leverage your spotlight caches yeah soon to be spotlight caches and obtaining one of these cards but let's keep going so next on the list this is on july 24th yes uh legion who is a series four has a five eight I believe it was 5-7 in the trailer, or like this was recently buffed or changed, but 5-8. Yeah. And reads, on reveal, replace each other location with this one. So this is just like, I see this as a sort of like a troll. Yeah. Uh, like a funny whatever card. Meme. But can be, yeah, meme. Very annoying when those locations come up that you don't want. Let like let alone one spot in all three spots. <laughs> yeah, that like, what death domain was in the trailer that they did the example with, and then like you, the game is locked out. Or <laughs> yeah, that that's gross. <laughs> you know, so um, I mean, it's an interesting card. I wouldn't mind getting Legion just because I want to figure out some sort of broken shenanigan, some edge case. Yeah. Work well, out. you'll know which locations are favorable to you. Yeah. But the person playing against you who doesn't know you have Legion. Yeah. Right? You can definitely, like, scam some uh, A-cubers that way. <laughs> For sure. And then, I don't know if there's some combination of... Since he's a five-cost card, and, like, on turn six, can you play some sort of combination of Legion and Snowguard? <laughs> some sort of <laughs> shenanigan there? I don't know. Right? Um, so definitely a card I would love to like test out in like proving grounds or something like that, just to see like what kind of broken shenanigans I can come up with. Yeah. Okay, and then now the last card of the month, also series four, is Mirage. Yes. It's a two-two. Yes. And has an on reveal of copy the lowest card in your opponent's hand. Mm -hmm. so copy the lowest card in your opponent's hand into your hand right. and give it plus two power yes I want this card because I've like in Conquest I play the collector deck and I've been using Cable she's a better Cable so not only does she draw yeah, a card from your opponent yeah, from their hand so you know what they have in their hand but you get plus two on that yeah, Cable doesn't give plus two. No, he doesn't. And he always draws Chavez for the most part. Um, so this yeah, is yeah. a much better Cable, I think. So I want this card also. I don't have enough stuff to get all these cards. But yeah, that's the card I would have in my deck 
for the collector thing. I don't know if I want any of these cards, to be honest. And even if you play Mirage, like, turn 5, right? You get a bigger card. Because ideally, they would have played okay. out most of the cards. You could get, like, you can draw their 6-cost card, but plus 2. Yeah, it's a copy. It's not a steal, but yeah. still. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think what I spend... There's part of me that just wants to, that would get it because it's a series four. Right. Like, do I want Legion plus Mirage or do I want just Echo, for example? Like, if I think of it like that. So I'm for like, my mind is made on that want to get Jean Grey for sure. Yeah. And then for my, say my other 6K tokens or chests. Do I want one Echo, or do I want Legion and Mirage? Tough choices. I kind of want all of them. I don't well, of course you want all of them, but there's a cost. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. always a cost to, to wanting. Uh, it's, not a, it's not the cheapest game to play. Not if you want all these. Yeah, when you want all the cards right away. Uh. So, yeah, so they, they mentioned the schedule here. Um... They've been. Uh, I wish they would just talk about the spotlight patches, uh, caches, but we'll have to just wait for them. Yeah, they're not going to do the that. Patch next week. I think. But what we can talk about are the locations. So there's two more locations to be revealed. I like these ones. Yeah, these are actually fun locations. They actually said, like on the announcements, like, what? Look, favorable locations? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> they know. Play cards with, like, without search. <laughs> Abilities here. Um, so the the first one is White Hot Room. The first to fill this gets plus three max energy. That's crazy. So that's like the effect of Electro, but times three. Yeah, and without and the... with uh, without the restriction of <laughs> that is super like advantageous. I mean, on turn six, you have nine power to mess around with, so you can play a six power card, six cost and a three cost, right? The disadvantage is that you're kind of, if you, unless if you didn't fill it with movement cards, but you're, that lane is stuck. Yeah. That's the double-edged sword of all these, like, fill this location. You sort of, like, fill them with not powerful things or combinations which are unfavorable. Fill it up with Kitty Pride. Then you have an extra space. Yeah. Or a movement card, right? Or Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, and then the second location this month, how do you say this? Lake Hellas? I think so. Uh, what it, one cost cards here have plus two power. So in all of the new cards we, we talked about, I don't think any of them were one cost. Oh, no, Echo is one cost, excuse me. So Echo will benefit from this location. Yeah. As will Shauna. Yeah. As... Do I need to update my Shauna simulation? I don't think so, because at 1-2 is like the base, so she doesn't really get that much better. Finally, you have a place you can play rocks, though. So Also, if you play this, and then you play, like, Patriot. Or Yeah, Bizarre. this is a good location for, yeah, those deck kind of decks. Bizarre. 
Yeah, if you if Blake Hellas or Hellas is the hot location and you see a Kazar down, just leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't even play it out. You're gonna get bamboozled. Screw it over somehow. Or put Killmonger in your deck. Pull him up. Yeah, so that's that's those are the locations. Um, other news in this uh, with the new series or season, uh, there's there's going to be some variants. There's which I'm not always. I don't really care for them or don't want don't can't be bothered to spend money on them. Yeah. Uh, but if that's, I know we have there's players out there that like to collect them, so they have listed very clearly here what those are and then also with bundles uh variants are going to going to be included some of them are still uh patriots i think is still available maybe not but power to move you has just arrived and um let's segue into the bundle analysis that i did Okay. Yeah, Patriots is still here. So I was... Because um, all of this stuff got data mined for the next two months. Uh, and you can see the bundles on like Snap.Fan and SnapZone. But I wanted to figure out what was going to give me the best value for... Um, for all the different combinations. And keeping in mind that I generally I want to spend the I don't mind spending some money if I'm getting good value. But I don't care to buy or pay have that money spent towards um Variants or cosmetics or titles or boosters or any of that stuff. I, I just I want in-game currency. So whether that's credits, gold, or tokens. Right. So I made a quick spreadsheet to, to show all of the bundles that are coming out this month split into two different tables. One table being uh, the bundles that are going to cost dollars, real-world money to acquire. And a second table that shows bundles that need gold to require. Uh, so for for every bundle that is selling you something, I'm just dividing the um, say you get seventeen for the Patriots bundle, you get seventeen thousand credits or twenty dollars spent. That's a has a unit price of eighty five dollar eighty five credits per dollar spent, and then. Comparing that against what I'm calling baseline. So baseline is what is the unit cost if I were to get a credit from the regular shop. How much better is 85? And in this case, it's not better. The shop is um, 100. You get 100 credits per dollar from the shop. Okay. So just strictly looking at the credits. For this Patriot bundle, you're not you're better off just buying it from the shop. So you're disregarding and, like the variants altogether, right? Yeah, because I don't whether it comes with like four variants or six or five or or they're doing gardening or they're holding <laughs> or they're wearing hats, like I don't care. Like yeah. I, none of that stuff matters to me. Right. 
I I, I only want the bundles that I've that's that's how I've always been with any of um the bundle spending I've done in this game. Okay. And I don't want to put weight or value towards those things, and that's the difference with the um the tables that the other sites have. They try to give some common baseline value to all those things to give us some to give an overall how much is this bundle worth right whereas i i ignored it altogether yeah like the variants are cool to have but i'm not gonna pay for them right so i was then by doing all of the unit cost comparisons and applying some colors so red the darker the red is, it means it's that much worse than the shop. And then where it's green is better than the shop. Uh, except for to tokens is relative to the distribution with respect to tokens. You can't really buy tokens with dollars directly. But um, what this tells you is that if, if you're someone, so let's say the credits, if you're somebody that is spending money to buy gold and then in turn buy credits. Yes. From the shop. This month, instead of doing it from the shop, you can buy there's two mystery packs for five dollars each. Okay. That will give you seven hundred credits for five bucks. Okay. And that gives you instead of that gives that's a unit cost of one one forty credit per dollar. Right. And that's 40% better than if you took that same $5 and bought gold. Well, I don't think you can buy gold tech, but on a unit cost basis, say you took $10 to try to buy 10. Buy the 300 gold package. If you were going to spend $10 this month on the game, you'd instead of buying gold, buy credits you'd get a better unit cost to buy mystery packs one and four because you would get more credits that way then so 700 credits is what Four, 14 levels on the collection track Seven hundred credits? No. So let's say like baseline one level is fifty credits, right? So two is a hundred. Right? Two levels is a hundred credits? Yes. And then, so for what's the math you're trying to figure out? In terms of like buying, if I'm trying to figure out the cost of this into buying a spotlight cash, basically, you know, like how many collections? Okay, I see. Yeah. So you need six thousand credits. Say you need three. Best case, yeah, is three thousand credits. So we talked about this last week. If you have three thousand one hundred and twenty. Uh, common cards, gray borders. You you'd only need three thousand credits to upgrade those. Okay. Uh, 
best case. Worst case is you have 6,000. Yeah. So it's, you're past the gray borders now. So you would need 6,000 credits and the boosters to get one. To get 120 collection levels, so 10 chests, and that, yeah. within those 10 chests, one of them will be the spotlight. So if you buy these two bundles, you'd get 1,400 credits. So you're still short, what, like 45? Yeah, you're not, this is, this is purely or strictly unit pricing, unit cost efficiency. It's not absolute or like overall how many buying everything you need to reach. Like if you wanted to know, if you bought every single bundle, every single cash bundle this month, you'd get 6,000 credits. So but that's not a good unit pricing uh, basis because it has all the, the other uh, cosmetic stuff. So if I wanted, I mean, I, I normally don't like pay for cards, right? But let's say I want to get Jean Grey, right? And I don't have anything. So is it cheaper to get the tokens in the token bundles? Like buy the gold for that? Or is it cheaper to try to get a spotlight cat? Right? Um, like baseline, let's say I'm starting at zero, zero, right? So for Jean Grey, I need 6,000 tokens right so like that's a lot of gold right like what is what is the token juicy like a thousand gold now 1400 gold for a thousand tokens right <laughs> like 1400 times six well okay let's talk about the gold bundles because there's a special bundle this month okay or uh so i'm switching um to the next slide and i did the similar exercise where i grouped all of the gold bundles and summarized the unit cost basis and yet we have the 1400 token tuesday bundles now so 1400 gold gets you a thousand tokens right but there's a special bundle this month called cosmic wildfire which okay. is 7500 gold and it gives you 6000 tokens oh. and 2000 credits okay so that's one card right yeah so for this month, because this type of bundle does not come around very often. Right. For this month, that would be, I think, your cheapest way to... Well, no, the cheapest way in theory is you play... Okay, you, have, you would have had to start playing this month Right. You should get enough credits by the end of next week, which is still considered week one or like that window for the first week of spotlight caches. Yes. You should have had enough games in to get 6,000 credits. Which is like one spotlight cache. Right. So and I then you high roll that cache. <laughs> That's in theory the cheapest way. Is it guaranteed to happen? No. No. If, if you want guaranteed to get Jean Grey, or sorry, guarantee plus cheapest. I think getting. Well, I don't know. Like, there's always there's also the time. So do you do you want to buy her this week, or can you wait for her to downgrade next three months from now? Right. Well, yeah, that's like a completely different story, right? So right. So if you want her the quickest, I think spending dollars to acquire the gold. Yeah. To then buy this bundle 
to then get the tokens. Gets it done the quickest, and it's guaranteed, but it's not. There's that, it's like the triangle, right? Do you want good quality? Do you want the cheapest? Or do you want it done fast? And you have to pick two of the three. So I, I get what you're saying. Like you mentioned last podcast that the goal of like mobile games is to confuse you with all these like different currencies and stuff like that. So you can't like really figure out like which is the best way to spend your money, you know? Because now with these spotlight caches and you need credits for those and then you need gold for the tokens, you need tokens for the cards. Like, it gets a little confusing, like, trying to figure out, like, what is the best way to go, right? Okay, so if it was me doing it, and yeah. I was a zero zero, I would need gold right away. So I would acquire one, uh, I need 7,500 gold. Right. So, um, Option one is to spend $100 US and get the 8,000 gold from the shop. <laughs> right? That's basically you're saying it. Yeah. Um, you're paying 100 bucks for that card. So it's 8,000 gold for $100, right? Or US dollars. you can gamble. Or you can get grind for free and then have a 25% chance at the end of next week. Yeah. Or pay like $60 worth of credits to get a spotlight cash. Uh, where, how do you get at $60? You mean buying it from the shop? Yeah, buying it from the shop. Yeah, the baseline? Yeah. So it's either you spend your gold for that, uh, token combo, or you high roll it. So, I mean, like, how is this? This is almost like loot box, you know? Well, it is. It is exactly loot boxing, because they... Like, they're legally required to publish what the odds are on on the different, like, uh, yeah. awards. So, I thought, because, like, I thought they had that problem with the Nexus events, right? Is why they canceled it, is because it was very loot boxy. Like, this is better, kind of, but it's still loot boxy, you know? Yeah, I... I wasn't around when the Nexus events were happening. So basically, like, it was a way of getting, like, variants and, uh, uh, variants, boosters, and a card. Right? But the chances of getting said card was very low. Um, to the point where, like, mostly you're getting boosters and pixel variants. So there's big, like, backlash on that because there's, like, videos of people opening, like, hundreds of these things and not getting anything so they took that away so i kind of thought that they would shy away from that and this is but for the fact that you can hoard uh, these spotlight caches a little better well you're not getting you have a 25 percent chance of getting the card you want a card and they've also said or it's been clarified that the um the variant that you get, like if it's a situation, so just to clarify, if you open a spotlight cache and it's a card that you already own, yes, you, you get a special spotlight cache variant. Right. And that's time exclusive. Yes. And then if you um, 
refill the bag, so to speak, so that you opened four and then you want to open another four that week. Yeah. Then you get a variant, not a spotlight cash variant, but another variant that will be a non-pixel variant. Right. So they've... Like, the odds are pretty good to get something decent. Or some if you're, um, say, early... Seri- like you're not a series three complete at all or your early series four series five yeah like if you don't have the cards like so for instance like the first spot like hash right um i don't have any of those cards if it is what it is like that would be something that i would be interested in rolling but let's say like further on the line you just want one card and like you and i we don't really care about the variance right so trying to get like one card for twenty five percent, a little um, gambling, <laughs> I guess. But I guess I mean we're not meant to get all the cards, right? So I'm gonna share this guy again. Um. Like, I guess going forward, like, if you, wait, so that, sorry, so going back to what you said, you don't, that mean you don't, you won't have Jean Grey, assuming the graphic is right. You don't yes. have Jean Grey, you don't have Null, I don't have and Living you Tribunal. don't have Living Tribunal. Right. Okay, and you would be pretty happy if you got any one of them? Yeah. Like, I all would, three of them? I'd still roll for Jean Grey, right? But I might maybe keep going no i, okay, I probably let's put, I probably let's, let's put it Jean this Grey. way would you if you got gene gray on the first one do you stop yeah I'm or done. do you still do you still want to keep opening i want no but i kind of don't want to waste the spotlight cash on that so so for for me like i want gene gray if i get gene gray on the first cash i'm done okay and so that means you really just want one card then. yeah but if i get the other cards it's fine for me i wouldn't be mad about it right I wouldn't feel like I wasted a spotlight cash. Like I'll still get Living Tribunal, which is kind of cool, or Null, which I don't have. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But like, if I was trying to high roll Jean Grey and I had all those cards and I got variant, 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 and then Jean Grey, that'd be pretty annoying. Yeah. So that's that's <laughs> the you have twenty. Yes, there's equal odds for that to happen. Yeah. Twenty five percent versus high rolling on the first one. So this is the predicament that you're in. If you only want one card of the four, yeah, or three technically, because the fourth one's always going to be random, and they did that on purpose, so people will be always subject to, um, the loot boxing effect. Yeah, so it's like I have all these collector tokens saved up. I think I have like thirteen thousand, uh, but now they're going away from like the regular caches, right? Collector caches no longer contain collector tokens or it's like 100 or something really low yeah nominal it's like it's they cut it by almost 10x yeah so now it's like i guess it gets better if you've stockpiled like a huge amount of spotlight caches but i think I'll so have for to. me i i'm missing two of those cards or okay. living tribunal and in gray right and I'm the same as you. If I open Jean Grey first, I'm done. I don't care. I don't care enough to gamble 
um, potentially have to open four to get uh, Living Tribunal. Yeah. But if I get Living Tribunal first, that's fine. And then I'll, am I willing to gamble for a second one for Jean Grey? Yes. And then am I willing to gamble, if it's not Jean Grey, am I willing to gamble a third one for Jean Grey? Yeah. I guess so. I'm, I'm, <laughs> You've already committed, right? <laughs> I'm committed now. It's 50 50. And if I don't get it, then I'm then I'm like, oh, jeez, I should have just bought her. Then you feel bad. Yeah, see, this this is where the gambling comes in, right? Like, there will be a point where you don't have enough spotlight caches, so it's like, well, is now the time I burn my collector's tokens, or should I just gamble, right? And waste, let's say I only have three spotlight caches, waste three of those, and then, like, oh, man, I should just pay the collector's tokens. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I made another chart with what we know uh let's see if i can make this a little bigger like what we know with the release order and the series right so on the last two weeks where legion and mirage are getting released for sure i am not touching my chests spotlight caches that week so you would use tokens for that if you wanted them. yeah but yeah because i don't they're quote unquote only 3k tokens right and I don't want to risk four caches <laughs> at the, the whole one in 21 and four. We just talked about chance of yeah. getting it. So for, if I have to determine first, like, yeah, well, I'll watch some streamers, make sure it's a good card or not. Like I'll have fun with it. And then if I decide, yes, I want it, then it's still going to be in the token shop for me. So I or would three K I would say I have, what you would call quote unquote a problem with gambling. So I would be more inclined to like see if I can just open it up on the first try to like Legion Mirage than my tokens. You know, which is uh, see that's yeah, so that's I think this is everyone's where the risk profile's different. Yeah. I don't see the risk reward there because I'm risking for the same odds, so mm -hmm. it's still one in four. It's right. the odds don't get better because of the lower prize. No, they don't. It's a similar odd for a lower prize. I don't see the risk, the worth taking the risk. I know, but if I... the prize was higher, like a series <laughs> five card, I might consider. Okay, fine, it's worth me gambling a bit for this. I'm like, I could use this three thousand tokens, or I can save those three thousand tokens and let's see what happens. But what are you saving them for? You're saving them I don't for. Know spending like the the value of the token also is is nothing if you never spend it you i know to, like but eventually they're going away this is the problem right but like to me the collector tokens are more valuable now you know what i mean yes so that's so what I mean. you have to really really want the, that's what i'm saying i have to decide i really want this card yeah and then i'll say i'll use my tokens to buy it versus before maybe i would buy ghost for 6,000 tokens and not really give a crap because I knew that I could get those tokens back by the end of the month. That's kind of what I'm saying, right? Like be before I could just like save up my tokens, uh, choose the card I want. But now I have this decision like, well, should I gamble? Should I try to get Mirage? Should I not? Like it just feels like a worse system than before. Now it feels like a gambling system. Whereas before it's just like a saving system. You know, save your collector tokens, open the ones you want. But now it's like, well, collector tokens are so rare, maybe I'll just gamble this free spotlight cash, you know? 
see if I can get it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this feels a little gambly, right? Whereas before, I'm just like, oh, I'll just save it. And like, uh, is it worth 3,000 uh, tokens? Yeah, I'll get more later on. Is it worth 6,000? Maybe not. Maybe I'll get that for another time, right? I can always save up and decide, make a rational choice this way. But like with the spotlight cash, it's like, well, I could just go for a high roll, see if I can get it for spotlight cash. It's just, and it, then if you don't, then you try again next week. <laughs> yeah, because you do. If we're free to play, you could, you could spread out your four free spotlight caches once per week. Yeah, if I've already spent a spotlight cache, I'm gonna open the other three if I don't get it on the first try. Oh, so yeah. that means you're always gonna wait until you have four at a time, and then go for your gam, go for your uh, your high roll. Yeah, it's just. This the whole mentality of the thing is what I don't like, you know? Like that I have to be like, oh, what should I do? Should I, should I gamble this? Should, should I use my tokens that I've been saving up for months now? Like, what should I do? Yeah. Did you, you said that you, you said that you bought the token Tuesday. Yeah. So you don't have any gold left? I have barely any gold left. And like. That's the thing. I, I buy, I blindly bought this week's offering as well okay but because of the new token tuesday structure yes the unit pricing is better on that seven thousand cosmic wildfire there's no way i could get seven thousand gold by that time right you have to spend a little money uh, yeah. or have have saved from previous like cash or bundles that was uh, selling gold yeah previously like the token tuesdays were great right yeah, you're getting almost one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Well, they're still having the one at the end of the <laughs> month. They're having the 850 for 800. Okay, I can maybe get that. Um, so you get 800, yeah, 800 tokens, but that's still not 3,000. No. Right. I, w I think eventually what's going to happen is I'm just going to keep hoarding these spotlight caches. And then... It'll get to a point where tokens don't even matter because gold is going away in those caches too, right? So not only are collector tokens going away, uh, or harder to get at least, gold is going away. So to get like the Toonie Tuesday, like it's going to be even that much harder, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, I to get the same pace of rewards that you're currently used to, you'll have to spend money. Yeah. I'm... And... And uh, you can use my chart to know where if it's worth it for you to spend money. Yeah, and I, on top of that, you can go buy it in Philippine pesos from the website <laughs> to save another like 10, 10 to twenty percent. Yeah, like I, I'm personally not gonna spend any money like on gold. I'll probably just try to high roll it with the spotlight caches. And if I don't get it, then like if I run out of spotlight caches, like get it, whatever, fine. Um, I like I. Uh, but I thought the point of this was to get more cards in people's hands, right? And I just, it is for the lower collection level or complete players. It gets them faster. Yeah. More cards faster. But for like us that are like complete and we just want that one or two card to try out, you know, this seems like a worse way of doing it. But 
I guess like you you know we'll test it out. It it's supposed to be a fluid system, so nothing's written in stone. And, and Second Dinner's been pretty good at like taking people's feedbacks and saying, okay, okay, this sucks. We made a mistake, right? So or maybe I'm in the minority in this, and that's fine too. Just just for me personally, I I like the collection, the token collection, way before. Um. So the way before is you get one. You'd have enough for one card a month. Yeah, one or, or ish. two, right? Ish. Like, and yeah. if you were lucky, you could, in that 0.25% chance, you might open Snowguard or whatever card in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, or, or like, I'll look at this month like through a data mine and be like, nah, these cards are okay. You know, but what's coming down the pipeline? Maybe I'll save for those. Instead. So that's, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd skip a couple of cards and then get this card, get that card. But now I'm going to be, like, way more frugal. Like, if there's a card, like, let's say Snowguard pops up, right? I'm not going to spend, like, caches on those. Like, four caches. Yeah, you know, any week that Snowguard is in this <laughs> uh, system, I'm not touching a cache. I don't care. I don't, I don't want any chance of wasting one on getting Snowguard. Yeah, I'll now that I have her, I'll get a variant of Snowguard, which is... Feels even, even worse. Worse. Yeah. Is, that, I don't know, is that better or is that worse? <laughs> I think it's worse. Um, but yeah, if there's any card that I don't want, I don't care. Uh, I don't want to have. That's my risk tolerance. Like I don't want any chance of wasting a chest, a cash on that card that I don't want because it's too valuable to give up uh, on that. Versus just yes, I want the other card. Yes, I want Jean Grey, and I wouldn't mind living Tribunal. Maybe I'll roll. I'll, I'll roll the dice. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, this isn't like a change that'd be like, oh, you know, this sucks. Second dinner doesn't know what they're doing. I'm going to quit the game, right? Like, I'm just saying personally, I prefer the collector tokens way, but I like the game enough that I'll like, okay, I'll see how these spotlight caches work. Do it that way, but I'm just not seeing like their their bigger plan here. If the if the goal is to get more cards into players' hands and know get away from like hoarding because now i'm just hoarding spotlight cash not seeing like what their plan is here because one of the reasons why they said they did this is to... well it's getting it's not saying giving you the cards that you want it's just <laughs> telling you that you're going to get more of them <laughs> that's, 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 there's a distinct distinction there uh, yeah if i choose to like burn my spotlight caches on the Yeah, what sucks is just like having those tokens and gold go away. I think that's the biggest downfall of this system. Mm -hmm. um, just having that choice. But well, I agree. They've. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they did their forecasting and did their financial models. Yeah. To map out and know that, like, yep. We've, we're going to flip this switch mm -hmm. and it should result in a net positive income <laughs> as a result of people having to open their credit cards, wallets, credit cards to buy, uh, to spend to, in order to buy our in-game currency. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, like Second Dinner is not a charity, right? They're a company. They have employees who like need to be paid and eat their families or anything so i get it like what's if 
you know, they need a system where it keeps the economy and the game going. Because what's the alternative? Just give everybody like free cards and then shut down the game in a month, right? Yeah, but yeah, they're not gonna. They didn't give some give us something without taking something away. Yeah, like I and that I, taking away is the currency. Like I get it. Like I understand. Like it's a business. I have to do certain things, but I can complain if I want. <laughs> So do you after saying after talking that through do you are you still on the fence of or on the side of buying Jean Grey buying Echo and pass on the other two um I think cuz okay I, I looked at the data mine and we can talk about this in a different podcast and this see, this month seems more interesting than next month okay I haven't looked yet yeah on purpose <laughs> I like to try to get better reactions. Yeah. So I, I okay, kind so of... Cart, okay, these ones are better. Okay. Yeah, I kind of want to, like, get these month's cards, but I also don't want to burn my precious collector tokens. So I'm going to have to wait and see, like, how many of these caches I can accrue. Hopefully get lucky yeah. and be able to... I mean, the the best case scenario is I get four caches. I open each one on the first cache. I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. But if I'm unlucky, then I burn all four in the first week, and then I'm out of caches, and then I'll have to decide if I use a token for tokens for. Uh, Jean Grey, well, I, I want for sure. At that point, whether you use the tokens on the first week or the last week, mm -hmm. it's still going to be six K tokens. Well, I mean, the last two cards are series four, right? So the three thousand tokens. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, if that scenario that you played through in your head was yeah. Jean Grey week. Yeah, hundred percent. I want Jean Grey. Like, I don't care what it takes. I think if if it's a hundred percent a card you want, just use the tokens and buy them. But no, I can get it with a spotlight cash, isn't it? <laughs> right. No, I see what you're saying. Like, if you really want it, spend the tokens, right? But I can also. And if it's a card like that, you don't mind or not unsure of. Yeah. Then fine, like gamble the caches. Maybe that's one. I don't know. What's the better approach? I don't even know what's the, or is the better approach the card that you really want, save for the four, blah, blah, blah. And um, then what do you spend your tokens on then? The cards you don't want? The cards you kind of want? That doesn't so make sense. Let's say I really want Jean Grey, right? So um, I'll obviously try to open on the first spotlight cache. If not, I'll burn off four. I'll be all the spotlight caches. Then next week, I'll decide whether I want to spend tokens on. So the, the question is on if, another card that you may yeah. not as want want as much as Jean Grey. Yeah, maybe I'll just let it pass, right? So the question is, should you open a spotlight cache if you only have one spotlight cache? And I think the answer is no. I think you should only open spotlight caches well, if you have the, four. The answer is different for everyone. That's yeah. your risk tolerance. Same for myself, right? Like if okay. I if I'm gonna open a spotlight cache, I need to have four spotlight caches. Because I don't want to have to burn one, get a variant for Snow Guard, and then spend the tokens for. Yeah, so, that yeah. Always have groups of four ready to uh, open as as yeah as a group or like together in one week. Yeah. So or you can you can maximum you may, maybe at the start of the week you only have three. Yeah. And then you grind grind grind. <laughs> so at the end of the week you get the fourth one. Okay. Yeah, that would be ideal. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I think for myself, that's that's what I'll have to do. I'll have to like if I don't have the four 
ashes. If I really want it, spend the tokens. If not, let it pass for the next one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, always save them in groups of four. Because it would feel bad if you Guaranteed. have three spotlight caches, you open all three, and they're all cards and you, you have, and then now you have to spend the tokens also. And then the, the week card. passes over, and then you're screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Then you're wasted. You're, yeah, that, that's a f- non-optimal way to go about the game. Um, yeah, so for sure, yeah, I think that makes sense for everybody to open, save your caches in groups of four. This is, I think, been talked about too online. Save them in four. Yeah. And then once you get the thing that you've been fishing or targeting, then stop. You don't have to keep opening. You stop. Yeah. And then you can save those caches, the unopened ones, for the following week as right. the new, like, set of four, right? And in the week where you really want that card and you only have the two or three caches, use the tokens, I would say. Yeah, unless if you're planning on somehow acquiring more credits, either through missions and dailies or just mm. buying more credits and boosters. Yeah. But then you're spending you're spending money either way, like on the tokens that you already have or on in game credits. I'm I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too, but <laughs> I guess that's not always possible. Um but with the spotlight caches Coming up in the new update, right? Our caches right now, our collector caches still have gold and tokens stuck in them. Yeah, the unopened ones, yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah. Second Dinner has not come forward and said like exactly which of these caches or number of caches collection level have will be turned into spotlight caches. Um, and if you wait until the update, then all those caches that you have saved up will not contain gold and low amount of collector token. So what after I, the patch, that's confirmed? After the patch, yeah, because the collector tokens will have all those things taken out. Right? E, sorry, that yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So what I was planning on doing, since they haven't let us know in like definitely, is not update right away and then see if I can find a video of somebody who has updated and open the collection level and then quickly figure out which ones are spotlight caches and open the ones in between. Yeah, they haven't, it's been asked on the discord. They haven't replied with any concrete number or interval. Yeah. I I think they are trying to prevent people from gaming the system, like having cake and eat it too. I too would also want to do that, but if it's not for sure, I don't want to also do it and then get the wrong ones and then end up wasting. Because I'm at like 30 saved right now. So Ooh. <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty much good for the Jean Grey. I'll, I'll think I'll have the 40 I need for the end of next week. Okay. Uh, so I don't want to do something that will screw that up, even if it's at the sacrifice of what how much gold can you get in 30 odd tests a lot well let's let's put it this way like i needed 400 gold uh to get the token tuesday of this week yes. and yes. i had all these caches saved up um so i'm i was trying to get as i said in the beginning trying to get to level 90 to get the 500 gold i didn't make it so i opened up all these caches and i ended up getting enough gold for the collector tokens i only opened up like 15 or so um 
So I got enough gold credits. Five hundred. You got five hundred. I got four hundred. I got two hundred, and then another two hundred. I see. Yeah, and then I got a whole bunch of like collector tokens. Like I got a four hundred collector token, three hundred collector token, and unfortunately I got snow guard. But you know, um, so yeah, like it's actually pretty valuable to get the in betweens this point while they're still available but at the same time i don't want to burn my spotlight kind of in between like a rock and a heart yeah you so i'm almost i'm almost considering just opening all my chests now using my credits for jean gray and then save up afterwards I don't know. That's yeah, like that's not a bad choice if you're committed to you like you're picking one side or the other basically. Yeah. And if you're gonna go all in on the old system, yeah. Then you basically like you would do what you're doing and then even like update as late as you can and continuing yeah. opening as many chests as you can until the game forces you to update. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then finally like, and then f when everyone's you're not just you but everyone will be stuck on the new system and the new economy and the new monthly like free to play or non like you can only acquire x every month if you don't you're free to play yeah and that's just what it is going to be going forward maybe that's that's not a bad it's not like it's not nothing's right or wrong it's just what yeah you more important yeah i have to think about it like i might do that i don't know it's on the fence but yeah, like, if I open up everything and get as much gold and tokens and whatever as possible, maybe I might even get, like, the Null or Living Tribunal I've been waiting for, or that is in the Spotlight Caches, then I just might spend the 6,000 tokens, then start saving up my spot. I don't know. Choices. Choices. Yeah, and you're making me think that maybe I might... <laughs> Pull the bandaid off and do the same thing. At, at the very least, I can stop staring at that like stupid blinking number staring at my face all the time. Well, the last thing I wanted to say or add for the spotlight um, max minning optimization is the, the the gaining of the collection level when you upgrade the card. We said. Um, the gray borders are the cheapest way to do it. Yes. But also now, not only that, but you have to look at your collection with respect to how many boosters you have on the cards. Right. And don't want to say you, you need, the math is that you need 150 to do a full upgrade path from the base gray card all the way to infinity. Yes. You need... 1525 credits mm -hmm. and 155 boosters okay and so what that means is that if you what really would suck is if you say it had 149 boosters yeah you would start the first upgrade and you would get all the way till you're ready to do infinite and you want to do infinite because it gets you back to the gray where right. it's cheap 25 but now that card is stuck yeah because you have no boosters yeah, then you'd have to. I guess you. It's easy to get five boosters. You put the card into a deck and just play a game and maybe get one. Yeah. 
But now what I'm doing is I'm going through my collection and I'm looking at cards that have I have lots of boosters for at least 155 boosters for. Yep. And I'm now upgrading those to do the infinity cycle to bring it back to gray. Okay. And, and then, then once that card is gray, I'm moving on to the next one. Okay. And my goal is to have as many gray cards as possible in right. my collection. So that on that one week where I need a spotlight cash, but I'm short on credits, I can get it just using 3,000 credits by doing all my grays. Okay. Instead of needing 6,000. Yeah. I mean, you don't... That's... I know on the overall length of the game, it's all going to be blended into some... <laughs> over, like, slightly cheaper cost, but it's because of the way the caches, spotlight caches work on these weekly cycles. You need... It's very important to get those four in that same week that you want to open them. Yeah. But you eventually have to start upgrading your cards because you have a 10 i will 000. i know i'm that, that's true so yeah eventually i can't have once like in theory once every card in my collection is gray yeah i'm not going to be able to progress anything further until i repeat that cycle yeah plus yeah but i a... would do so i would do so in the order of which ones have the most boosters yeah so that's i was forced to like upgrade cards because there's a ten thousand credit cap Right? You can't store more than 10,000 credits. Per yeah, wallet. so you just pick your card that has the most boosters and keep cycling them through. Yeah. Usually, new great ones. Usually what I do is I burn through all my 25s and then I'll flip it and then burn through all my 500s. I've never had a problem with boosters, actually. I guess I play enough random decks. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, so the boosters come from... The cards that you use in the actual if you don't use cards and you don't get then you won't get boosters for that card yeah so what i've been doing is like and this takes is really tedious so once i hit the ten thousand credit cap i go through my entire hand uh and go open all the 25 credit ones like the one collection things and once i have all those done i'll flip it over and open all the 500s get all the ones back and then flip it over again Keep doing it that way. So it's very oh. tedious, yeah. It's very tedious and it's annoying and I don't I wish they would change the way they did this, but this is the way it is. So if that's the most optimal way. So you never keep the same card open and keep hitting the bottom right corner. No. So upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. No, I'll just stop. Like I'll do the twenty five, stop. Open another card. Twenty five. So the trick is like instead of scrolling through everything, if you click out of the menu and click back into the collection. It'll mm -hmm. go back to the top of the screen. Otherwise, you got to keep scrolling up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I open the 25, and then I X out of that, go back to the screen, open a different card, X out of that, open a different card, X out of that. Once I'm out of those, I'll flip the up arrow so it shows quality highest, and then I'll yeah. bring everything to infinite and get more of those, like, 25 upgrades, and then I'll flip it again and go back. But it takes a long time. Very monotonous, very clunky, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the most optimal way, right? Look what you 10, made me 000. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah 10, like, I 000. never have, I never leave it that high. I always am like looking for a card to progress on the track and then open a chest. Yeah. Yeah, I hit the 10,000 cap like 
every week. So every week I have to go through my collection and do all that stuff. Now that I know that that's the best way to do it, because before I was just, you know, 500, 500, 500. Okay, so this time next week we'll be having Jean Grey hopefully via a Spotlight Cash high roll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll have some patch notes on. Okay, what? Any guesses on what cards they're gonna touch, or rebalance, or change completely, like the underlying effect or ability? So, from what I understand, High Evil is being played a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay, um, more so in. Conquest, I think. But High Evil is like very high on the list of decks used. So, if anything, I would assume they would change something on the High Evil. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I yeah. lost to. Anytime I lost on Conquest, it was to a High Evil lockdown annoying yeah. deck that my deck, my, the Moneyball deck, is not, can hand, not handle very well. And like, I'm wondering, like, what. They could change without entirely gutting it, right? So I was thinking, like, you would make one of the things you would do is you make high evil start in your hand. So just okay. like how like Quicksilver appears or like Agatha appears. So when you start your hand, high evil is there. So at least he takes up a spot. Like no one plays high evil; he's just like in the way. Okay. Right. So so it's just forcing you to occupy. Okay. A space, right? That's the only thing I can think of that without gutting the card. Without gutting the, the deck, I mean. Or changing the, like, say Hulk, or changing the Cyclops. Yeah, like, I feel like if you change those, that defeats the whole purpose <laughs> of the, the deck, right? Like, Hulk is a bit ridiculous, but he's also telegraphed. Like, what would you say are the problem cards? I would say the problem cards for me are, like, Hulk. And maybe Cyclops. Because you get locked down yeah, to that's Cyclops. Why, that's why I named those. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, what would you change, though? Like, have Cyclops only hit once? Yeah. It's um, it's hard, man. Hit Cyclops one card. So useless before this, right? Hulk, I've seen a popular comment to be only plus one instead of plus two. Okay. So that makes him almost borderline useless, but it's more fair. Yeah. Like, plus um, two is a lot. A lot it a is. Lot. Yeah, like 18 to 22 on the last turn in one lane. And then you're screwed because Cyclops is like, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. And, like, you, you lose, like, how many? Six. You can be winning by six, and the Cyclops would still screw you over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's a frustrating deck to play against, and I don't, like, I seem to like playing off meta stuff more. It's more fun. So, like, make make high evil a four zero and force him to start in your hand. 
So, yeah, you have him, but he's occupying a space at all times. That's that's one little change you can make. Yeah. Other than that, like, I don't know, it's hard. Like, the, I think the other ones are okay. Like, Shocker. Um, fine. Wasp. Wasp. Wasp seems a little okay. strong, too, on the last turn. You do Wasping. Well, yeah, that's what everybody does is Wasp Hulk, right? <laughs> um... Like, I, when they first announced how you buy, I knew Hulk was going to be a problem. So much so that, like, in my Modoc Hella deck, I only play Hulk and Hayuvo. I don't have any of the other cards. And that's <laughs> enough, right? So, yeah, like, plus one, I think, is okay. Okay. But, I mean... Other than Hayuvo, like what other cards could they fix? I mean, maybe they'll just fix Red Skull again. They always do that. <laughs> I think Red Skull's okay. He doesn't cause too many problems. Galactus is fine now. Yeah. Yeah, now when I get hit by Galactus, I, I'm like, I deserve that. <laughs> like, it's yeah. an open lane. I'm like, of course. That's okay. Yeah, it's yeah just... I think it feels pretty balanced. I don't, wouldn't. If anything, now it's maybe going back to tweak those cards that are not played at all. Yeah, the underused cards. Yeah, and then doing some change to them. But hopefully they can become played again. Like, what's his name? Strong guy now. <laughs> nope, who uses strong guy? Right, or what's another useless... Uh... Snow guard. Right, snow guard. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only fix is just take her, take her out of the game and give you credits back. Refund. Oh yeah. So when are we? Did we get? They no. didn't give those refunds for Spider Ham in the chest. No, I didn't get any of those compensations yet. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they announced it. So that could be maybe coming with the patch or after the patch. So there, there's like three thousand tokens for you, for everyone. Right. <laughs> uh, and then like the weekend missions compensation, I never got those either. Remember they uh... they botched the first week. A weekend yeah, missions? I felt like I got that. That was that already happened. Oh, come on. Maybe I should check in my inbox, but I didn't get that. Box. Oh, it clears. There's no history here. Hmm. Okay. I should check that because I definitely did not get compensation. For that. Oh. Yeah, it was that one already. I'll have to check again. Okay, let's um let's wrap it up. We're almost at time. It's been a long one. Yes. Eleven thirty Eastern in the evening. Or I just got my free credits, by the way. It rolled over. <laughs> <laughs> when I was looking at my go. phone for the inbox. You're on your but, way. Yeah. Anyways, uh, for, to our listeners, if you've made it to this point, we want to say thanks again. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing while you're listening, thanks again for taking the time to making us part of your day. And make sure to tune in again next week at the same snap time, same snap channel. Stay safe and snap foo. Thanks, guys. 